0: Switch to T-Mobile and get four lines for just thirty bucks each, and the incredible iPhone 11 on us. So you can take a portrait photo of the whole family with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry into T-Mobile and get four lines for thirty bucks each, and the incredible iPhone 11 on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via twenty-four credits for well-qualified buyers with autopay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving twenty-four credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of six ninety-nine ninety-nine. Contact us. Finance agreements required.
1: Welcome to yet another episode of Product and Growth Stories Podcast. This is your host, Varun Mittal. Product management by design is hands-on. PM jobs are by nature very technical. However, technical work smothers the more strategic parts, limiting the impact. Customers never see our breakthrough products. Competitors never feel our punch. Our managers see lackluster revenue and profit growth. Todd Beiser, a product management coach and trainer, discusses with me how the technical overwhelm the strategic and how to tap product growth by following a strategic approach while not losing sight of your core technical work areas in this episode, Becoming a More Strategic Product Manager. Hello, Todd Biser. Welcome to the show.
0: Uh, Thanks, Faroon. Hey,
1: great to be on your podcast. Well, pleasure is all mine. It's great to have you here. You wrote a book called Becoming a More Strategic Product Manager. Before we deep dive into this, please tell us who you are, what you do, and how is your product management journey going so far?
0: I'm a product management consultant, teacher, and coach, you know, and I help product management teams become more strategic uh, and help them have a greater impact on their products and their companies. Uh, I've got a course on Udemy, an online course, Product Management 101, and I've also been coaching product managers, which, which I completely enjoy. Amazing. So you write in the book,
1: as a product manager, we want to go big. No product manager wants to be a caretaker. You want them to be more strategic. So what, what's the roadblocker there? Why is it not happening now?
0: Yeah, you know what I find is that as product managers, we just, you know, we're, we're gifted with positions of influence. We, we you know, more so than, than maybe other positions in our companies, more so than, you know, our colleagues in other departments. As product managers, we can have a strong impact on customers. You know, we can bring innovations out to them. Um, you know, improve their day-to-day lives. We can create healthy competitive advantage for our products. We can, you know, create revenue, profit, and share growth. We can do all of this, but I think the blockers, uh, the problem is that, you know, I've worked with product managers in a lot of different companies, um, And it's really common to find product managers who just absolutely get buried in the tactical and underinvest in the strategic. They just just kind of lose their balance between the strategic and tactical. And and really, that just limits their impact. Um, You know, we're in these positions with with huge potential influence, uh, but product managers are often not quite getting there. So this is kind of the problem that I see when I I work with product managers, and this is why I wrote the book, um, just to help product managers uh, become more strategic and have a greater impact, you know. Uh, in their work,
1: this reminds me of a classic uh, story on Kodak. They have been the most innovative company uh, into photography business, uh, but they missed the bus on a digital camera. Kodak management, they might not want to kill their existing business. Why did they fail?
0: Yeah, it's just a classic story of a company that, and kind of a a sad story, really, of a a great company that had really technology leadership for most of the 20th century um, and really was positioned well to take advantage of digital photography as it came up. You know, of course, they were making their business on the film. You know, they were selling lots of film and making lots of money off that. Uh, but it's just a classic story of a company that got stuck on an old business model. And um, even though they had the technology, there just was some corporate inertia. And, you know, they just loved their, their profit margins and they weren't willing to to make the change. So, unfortunately, it's a story that, that doesn't have a great ending. Uh, it's just a story of a company that didn't really face up to disruptive technologies. You know, and, and as product managers, you know, we talk about competitive analysis Um, but that has to be part of our competitive analysis. We have to look at uh, both kind of our direct competitors as well as disruptive technology, and that has to filter into our strategy work as well.
1: Howsoever, I believe uh, as a product manager, you know, by design it's hands-on. The jobs are a bit technical as well. Even we know, okay, you know, we have to get onto the strategic aspects, but then what is stopping these PMs that they lose this balance?
0: Yeah, no, it's a good question. The, um, you know, you think about our work as product managers, I mean, we just cover a huge distance, you know, we, 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 we talk about market intelligence, you know, kind of market customer competitive analysis, product strategy, new product development, you know, pricing for a lot of us, positioning, finding growth, you know, almost nobody stepping into product management has all of those skills that they need, right. You know, from day one, you know, we all have gaps. Um, and new product managers coming into a role, you can, you can just feel absolutely overwhelmed. You know, there's just a huge job. It's kind of a little bit ill-defined in a lot of companies. You know, you're covering a lot of space. But the thing that is happening, and if you've been a product manager, you know, you know this, is that, you know, you get a lot of requests. You know, you, you know, there is a big deal in Norway, for example, you know, and your European sales team wants help. Your product's a part of that. You know, there's a quality problem and your engineering team and your technical support teams are not working well together. You know, your managers want you to solve this problem. As new product managers, we're, of course, good corporate citizens and we dive right in. And these requests are just very tactical, typically. And so we start our jobs on a very tactical trajectory. And I think the problem for a lot of us is that we just never really get off that trajectory. We never really establish the balance between doing that kind of tactical work and then doing the more strategic elements of our job that that are really going to have longer term impact. Uh,
1: Sure. Even in my experience, I I divide the product management role into four parts, I would say, Uh, product strategy, uh, product planning, development, and then orchestration. Uh, now, the, the example you gave uh, was around orchestration where sales guys needing help, or it can be around customer support guy, you know, who is stuck somewhere within the product and needing some help. But then, you know, h- how to define, oh, this is the area I will be working maybe, you know, 40% of, of the time, or this is something I should be investing 20% of the time, because... Different product managers in their different roles or positions, they are working in different aspects of product management. Maybe my role as a product manager is more around strategy and then there's a product manager whose role is more around uh, product development. Now within each of these areas, how to find those strategic areas to work on and then uh, you know how to focus your energy in those and you know, what outcomes can they expect from the same?
0: Yeah, so I think the, you know, for all, you're right. I mean, product managers sometimes have, it. you know, if you're more senior, you might be taking a little more strategic role. If you're a little little less senior, you might be taking a little more tactical role. But I think for all of us, uh, that's just the balance that we need to find. Um, You know, we just need to balance both the strategic and tactical elements of our job you know, I think the, um, you could think about as product managers, you could think about our work in, in three buckets. You know, you could think about the more strategic work that we do. So kind of the strategic elements of product management work, you know, and here I'm kind of using the term strategy a little bit loosely, but the stuff that has longer range impacts so market customer competitive analysis, strategy development, you know, um, prioritizing development efforts, uh, pricing, finding growth for your products, that, that type of thing. So you think about that class of work, we'll just call that kind of more strategic parts of your job. And then there's a bunch of work that's just absolutely integral to our work, but it it's, but is more tactical, but it is core to our jobs. So um, these are kind of the, part, the tactical parts of your job that kind of require a product manager's you know, special sauce, uh, kind of our unique skills. And you know, here I think about like competitive monitoring, you know, ongoing competitive monitoring, you know, defining new products and features, kind of all the detailed work around that, you know, pricing implementation, product obsolescence. So these are all very tactical things that are just central to our job. But then there's an there there's a bunch of work that we get into that I'll I'll just call it tactical non-core. So this is the 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 kind of the third element of the work that we do, and this is really kind of the jobs that we find ourselves in that really don't require product managers, unique skills and perspective. Um, You know, and there's a bunch of these areas, but I talk about them in the book, but you know, program and project management, technical support, extensive sales support. These are all things that we step into uh, and, and kind of, and and we often kind of can lose our balance because we focus here and we lose our balance between the kind of core tactical stuff that we want to do. And, and the more, the more strategic stuff that's going to have long-term impact
1: absolutely so i think you touched upon a very important aspect that even within the role defined for a pm uh, that that product manager can actually choose which areas to work on and then which can make the highest impact yeah, that's right yeah yeah uh, i think there is a bit of a diplomacy uh, as well in uh, in the role of a pm where you know he has to say no to things. Uh, which will waste his time, maybe low-impact items, and then yes to those things, which, of course, uh, are high-priority items. Then how to bring the diplomacy? What would you advise for PMs?
0: Yeah, it's, you know, of course, we're not as as product managers, we often don't have organizational authority, we can't just tell the rest of our teams that we're going to not do a, a particular job. I mean, just just doesn't work that right way. Um, So we have to be diplomatic about it. So let me just use an example. So a lot of product managers um, end up kind of in program management roles, they end up in project management roles, you know, As product managers, just, you know, thinking through this example, you know, we're often very systematic, we're organized, we're motivated, we can often do kind of program management jobs, but, but actually a number of people in the company can do that as well. There's, there's a number of people, it doesn't really require a product manager and all the stuff that that's kind of unique about us to do Mm -hmm. that kind of work. So that's an area, you know, I recommend in the book where, you know, that you probably want to step back from, but to step back, it's not, it's not a simple task, right? You need to. Uh, work with your teams. You need to use your political savvy. Uh, You need to talk, uh, you know, you can't just say, I'm not going to do that job. So the way that, you know, that I would recommend going about it is there are things that you want to step into, you know, the more strategic parts of your job, for example, you know, working with your development teams on a discovery and delivery process, you know, and you might pick one of those kind of more strategic parts of your job and talk to the rest of your team and say, I need to, you know, we, we want to do this and I need to spend some more time here. But to do that, I need to get some things off my plate. So I'd like to kind of pass this program management role off to, and then you need to work and try to figure out somebody else on your team that can pick that role up.
1: Sure. Uh, in your book, you talk about six or seven strategic uh, items. Can you tell us briefly about those
0: yeah, I talk about areas that we should kind of say gently say no to and then but there's areas that we just have to say an emphatic yes to uh, as part of our jobs. And these are all the more strategic parts of our job that just get underinvested, invested, um, you know, typically with product managers. So I'll, you know, just to, just to kind of briefly go through the list of, you know, it's, you know, the customer analysis, this is a big one, you know, really kind of understanding a deep intuitive understanding of your customers, you know, getting out, talking to them, really kind of understanding their needs and their, their issues and their opportunities. That's just foundation of product management and just too many product managers. Um, just kind of short circuit that one, so that's a big one that we need to step into.
1: So, how often uh, PMs need to get in touch with uh, customers? Because I see, you know, a lot of uh, PMs are talking about they don't have access to customers.
0: Yeah, no, it is a very real problem that product managers face. You know, really, I think you need to talk to somebody every week. Um, It just, you, you, you need to either get out or get on a phone call, you know, a teleconference or something. You need to talk to somebody every week. So if you're, you know, for every quarter, you should be talking to 10 or 15 customers. And it needs to be a conversation that's outside of a sales situation because we wanna to talk to the customers in a product management context. So we really kinda of wanna find out, not a sales context, but product management context. We really kinda of wanna find out uh, what are the issues they're facing, what's their their motivations, really kind of unearthing the, the kind of needs uh, that they face. So this is every week.
1: What other strategic area would you like to recommend?
0: Yeah, so we need to dig into competitive analysis as well. This is an area that everybody knows. I mean, nobody's surprised that as a product manager, we should be looking at our competitors, but um, and and you and I had talked about that a few minutes ago, but it's really understanding your direct competitors, what's their direction, and then understanding disruptive technology that's hitting your business as well, because it's often it's often not the direct competitors that are that are going to really hit you in the end. It's often disruptive tech.
1: Sure, I think it is very important that it has to be holistic approach uh, in terms of tracking your space itself, uh, and then competition and customers. So I think this definitely uh, connects the dot of the you know bigger picture.
0: This isn't a really, truly underinvested area in, in product management, and partly because it's just hard. It's hard to develop a strategy for our products. Um, and remember, we're trying to develop a strategy for our products or the, product, or the group of products that we're managing as a product manager. That strategy has to be nested inside kind of a corporate strategy, a you know, bigger picture strategy that our company is operating off of. But we really need to establish kind of a vision, objectives, and, and, and a strategy for how we're going to reach those vision and objectives. That's part of our project, and you know there are a lot of strategy frameworks, and I and I present a couple in the in the book. But um, really, the important part, I think, is getting together with a a small group of people. You know, maybe a, you know somebody that that understands your corporate strategy, maybe an engineering manager, maybe uh, somebody from finance, and really kind of thinking through the strategy of your product. You know, where are you going to take this product? Where are you headed one year from now? Where are you headed two years from now? And if you want to get there, what do you need to do along the way to build your skills and capabilities so that you will be successful in the long run? So that you'll have, you know, you know, a compelling product that's got competitive advantage and, and is making lots of money. So, um, the, the strategy development is just a big area, and it's just an area that uh, product managers typically um, underinvest in.
1: So this brings me to another aspect prioritization and roadmapping. Uh, You suggested, you know, you should be defining your goals at least quarterly basis. Then when you're handling uh, different features and then you can prioritize the same uh, driving the overall release plan or the roadmap itself.
0: Yeah, it's important to, to not just you know we talked about strategy development's important not just to develop a strategy document and present it and set it aside. I mean you really want to implement that strategy and the way that you kind of drive that strategy forward is that you say okay for this quarter we're going to do this, you know, and I'm going to work with my development team and my engineering leads and we're going to define one or two big things that we want to get done. Of course we got to get a lot of smaller things done, you know, we keep the ship sailing. Um, but We've got, to, we've got to focus on a few big items that, that kind of innovative items. And that's, I think, what your objectives and key results can do. So if you set some particular objectives for you and your development team, uh, maybe one or two really kind of strong things that you want to develop and get out the doors, quick, big impact items, uh, then that's, that's, that can be a huge help and get you a long way uh, to, to kind of advance your product.
1: This brings uh, me to the last leg of strategy, which is discovery and delivery. Because in the end, uh, we need to discover features, which are high impact features, uh, and then, uh, you know, build on the same, deliver those features so that customers can actually use. So, uh, you know, discovery and de- delivery process is itself complex. uh basis, products and markets and industries uh, we, we deal in. Uh, howsoever, uh, in digital or software product management, uh, you know, on discovery side, Marty Kagan's approach is quite popular where he's talking about, uh, you know, value of a feature, usability, feasibility, and stake risk. So which seems appropriate, but what is your suggestion? How a person should be targeting uh, discovery and delivery? Uh, And then of course there is lean model, uh, you know, which you suggest in the book.
0: Right. So, you know, if you've got your, if you've kind of gone through objectives and key results, if you've decided that we're going to, we're going to build this, you know, over the next quarter, you know, this is our quarterly goals. um, You want to make sure as you write those objectives and key results and this is a google you know process that kind of google refined but you know you really want to make sure that you're not specifying the details you're not saying that we're going to build this dashboard with these particular elements and it's going to look like this that's not how you do an okr you really just want you know i want customers to be able to access their information at a very high level and maybe that leads to you to a dashboard but it's the discovery and delivery process that um that teams go through that really kind of figure out the details. And, and when you're doing your strategy work, you need to leave the details to kind of empowered teams. You, uh, your engineering lead, uh, and especially uh, you know, a user experience designer, maybe that kind of three person team are gonna go through a discovery and delivery process where you fill in the details. And really what you're trying to do during this process is take your ideas and refine them, You know, work through prototypes, um, you know, go out to customers when you're doing your ethnographic research, try out new concepts, uh, see what's working, see what's not, come back, re- make, make refinements on your prototypes or, you know, clickable prototypes, go to, you know, uh, 3D printouts, whatever it is that you're working on, uh, and continue to refine that until you're, you're, you're confident that you have a solid product market fit. Uh, and when you've got that, then, then you know, you're, you can feel confident in asking your development team to, to develop these things for real. So that's a discovery and delivery process. Um, again, you're not deciding up front that this is exactly what this thing's going to look like. You're, you're going to need to discover that over time.
1: Okay. I must say that there is a lot on the plate of a PM, uh, you know, which, uh, number of elements we have talked about. But then how to tie in these and, uh, you know, what is the recipe uh, for PMs? Uh, PMs who are, you know, uh, early stage career, or at, at the mid level, or at, at the VP levels, any plan you can suggest to them so that you know they can be successful in their own, uh, you know, roles.
0: Yeah. So I think the, I mean, if you are starting a new product management position, or if you are just, you know, kind of ready to re-energize your current role, I mean, I think there's some steps that you should go through. Um, and there is a lot on the plate. I mean, there's, there, there's a lot to do, but let's, I mean, just to talk through that, I think the first thing you need to do is to make sure that you are doing this kind of ethnographic research, that you are getting out and talking to your customers, you know, either face-to-face or by phone. And, you know, in the first 90 days, when you're, when you're kind of stepping into a new role, you need, to, you need to talk to around 10 or 15. You really kind of have, some, have to have some in-depth interviews. This just serves as the foundation for all the other work that's to come. You know, the other thing I think you should, you know, kind of part of the recipe is that you should work with your engineering teams uh, to your engineering leads to define OKRs. What are we going to develop this over the next, you know, quarter? What's what's the big thing that we're going to do? Um, so that comes next. And then you need to set aside, you need to work with a development team and set aside specific time to, you know, make sure that they're spending 60% of their time or 70% or 50%, or but some big chunk of their time on the big... Impact items that that really are going to drive innovation, and then you need to then you need to work through a discovery and delivery process with them. So in your first ninety days, I think that's what you need to get through. And the and the theme really is um, when you're just starting a new role or you're kind of re-energizing your current role, the theme is really early wins. You know, you want some success. You want your, your development team to start feeling that things are gonna, are coming out the door, you know, that we're actually being successful. You want your managers to see that oh, good things are happening in this product area because that's going to give you the tailwinds to kind of and the, and the credibility to kind of do more, I think, as you, as, as you move forward in, in your work.
1: This brings us to the end of this episode. So I believe great learning for product managers on strategy area. Todd, can you please tell us how listeners can approach you
0: yeah so i do i did as you mentioned i just uh, recently published a book becoming a more strategic product manager uh, it is available on amazon so and, and worldwide so so you can find that book um i also have a course on udemy so i talk a lot a lot about this product management 101 and i'm always happy if people reach out through linkedin i'm always happy to connect with product managers
1: great uh, thanks all of you who are listening for your love and support Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. We would look for your encouraging comments so that we could bring much more exciting topics on product management and marketing. Till then, I wish you an exciting product growth journey. Thank you all.
0: Switch to T-Mobile and get four lines for just 30 bucks each and the incredible iPhone 11 on us so you can take a portrait photo of the whole family with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry into T-Mobile and get four lines for 30 bucks each and the incredible iPhone 11 on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto-pay plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Finance agreements required.